This is Soccer News IV. Soccer News IV. It's in your veins. Brought to you by SoccerOM.com. From Bumblebee to high school to college to the pros. Before the best coaches go to practice, they go to SoccerOM.com. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Let's start with our top story. The U.S. women's national team beat Australia 3-2 in a friendly last weekend. The game was actually delayed almost an hour because of storms and lightning. And even then, it took the U.S. more than an hour and a half to seal the victory. Carly Lloyd scored in injury time for the go-ahead goal. The two teams meet again in Birmingham, Alabama on Saturday for another friendly I'll mention it again in the schedule, but you'll be able to watch it on Fox Soccer Channel at 3 Eastern. There's a bunch of Galaxy and Beckham-related news this week. First off, Beckham ruins a childhood friendship. Well, it really wasn't his fault, but it's still kind of fun to say. See, two kids in Hawaii are suing each other over who owns a David Beckham jersey. Bex gave the kids the shirt off his back after a Galaxy match in Hawaii as part of the Pan Pacific Tournament earlier this year. Now the kids are arguing over who actually owns the jersey, and their parents aren't setting an example on how to share. Alexi Lawless, GM for the Galaxy, had one solution. Cut the jersey in two. I have no idea if a judge will have the same opinion. Bex is still trying to do nice things for kids despite the Jersey jurisprudence. Bex will appear on Sesame Street. Bex and Elmo will introduce the word persistence to kids in an upcoming episode. It will be interesting to see who has a higher voice, David or Elmo. (laughs) I'm sorry, Uh, that wasn't nice. Funny, maybe, but not nice. The three Cuban defectors who had tryouts with L.A. and with Chivas USA are still looking for work. Both teams passed on the players, Jordani Alvarez and Yinier Bermudez and Jose Manuel Mirandez, all have immigration hearings this week to get green cards. That will allow them to find work. Even though they won't be working for the L.A.-based MLS teams, all three say they still hope to be able to play for USL teams this season and will continue working towards their dreams of making it in MLS eventually. There's another Name That Team online poll going on. The new women's team in Chicago is letting you have a say in what you'll eventually call the team. They've narrowed down the voting to just three team names, 1871, Wind, and Red Stars. It's been sort of like a reality show elimination with the name getting the fewest votes each week gets cast aside. The team has already voted out names like Stinking Onions, Massacre, and last week, Riot. Just to put in my own two cents, I recommend not voting for The Wind. 
Here's why. Remember in the first season of Major League Soccer when Dallas played Kansas City? The guys on SportsCenter referred to it as the whiz and the burn. Again, that's not nice. It's funny, but not nice. Well, Boston's WPS team already has a name. They're the Breakers. And I guarantee you, the very first time Boston beats Chicago, some sports writer somewhere will say Boston breaks wind. Go Red Stars. Now on a sadder note, U.S. Soccer Hall of Famer Gordon Bradley died this week. Bradley, who is not related to current U.S. coach Bob Bradley, was the former coach of the New York Cosmos and the Washington Diplomats back during the NASL days. He got to work with both Pelé and Johan Cruyff. He also coached the U.S. national team in 1973. Bradley was 74. Well, let's get to the games. And then there were none. FC Dallas was the last undefeated MLS team in 2008. Last Thursday, they played against an injury-depleted New England Revolution team at home in Frisco. So, an easy walk in the Pizza Hut Park? Nope. Connell Smith scored in the 74th minute and takes three points on the road. On Saturday, Toronto FC's Amado Guevara dominated the match against Kansas City, netting two goals. The Reds beat the Wizards for their third straight win. That is a team record. Guevara is once again playing like a league MVP. No one in Houston is playing like an MVP. The Dynamo lost to the hardest-working team in MLS, won nothing in Columbus. The Cruz Alejandro Moreno scored in the 22nd minute against his former team. It's Moreno's fourth goal of the season. So far, the entire Houston team has only scored five goals. Real Salt Lake's rough road trip continued, this time in D.C. The Royals had beaten United a couple of weeks ago back in Utah for nothing. Washington got revenge. Jaime Moreno scored two penalty kicks, then Santino Coranta and Marcelo Gallardo added to the total. Real's Kerry Talley was able to get one back, but the final was still a whopping 4-1. D.C. wins at home. Chicago also took care of business at home. The Fire doused the Rapids 2-1. John Thorrington got both of Chicago's goals while Tom McManus scored his first goal of the year for Colorado. Then it was the Super Classico, and what a great match this was. First, Landon Donovan scored his sixth goal of the year, cleaning up a sloppy clearance by Chivas. Sasha Kleistian was able to tie the game, won all, with a beautiful goal of the year contender into the upper 90. Donovan was again able to give L.A. the lead right after halftime. It was short-lived. Ante Razov tied it up again just three minutes later. Then, in the 76th minute, the wheels fell off for Chivas. L.A.'s Alan Gordon went up for another botched Chivas clearance. The Goats' Brad Guzan challenged for the same ball. Now, here's a simple rule for all of you keepers out there. When you're jumping up for a ball against another player, you have the advantage. You can reach your arms out way above the other player's head and grab the ball first. Except Guzan didn't do that. He kept his hands down near his chest. So the ball bounced off the back of Gordon's head 
and into the goal. This is the second really big goalkeeping mistake Brad Guzan has made in the last two weeks. He needs to do some work on the fundamentals if he ever wants to be the keeper for the U.S. national team. And after that, it was all L.A. Donovan finished up his hat trick with the goal one minute later. Then Gordon scored again in the 84th minute thanks to assists from both Beckham and Donovan. L.A. wins 5-2. to two. Donovan now leads the league with eight goals in just five games. He was also named the player of the week for the second week in a row. And L.A. has finally found a way to make up for their leaky defense. Score five goals and you'll probably win every week. Finally, Red Bull New York found a scoring touch just as San Jose lost theirs. Red Bull's Mike McGee scored a penalty kick in the 79th minute. Then Josie Altsdorf finished things up five minutes into stoppage time for his second goal of the season. New York wins 2-0. Let's get to the schedule. On Thursday, Amado Guevara and his new team, Toronto FC, will host his old team, Red Bull New York. The match is on ESPN2 at 7 Eastern. On Saturday, the women's national team plays Australia on Fox Soccer Channel. Kickoff is 3 Eastern. Chicago heads to New England. Both the Fire and the Rebs are off to a pretty good start. The game is 7.30 Eastern on direct kick. At the same time, Kansas City goes to Columbus to face the crew. Columbus is in first place in the league, and Kansas has slipped a bit recently. That game is on Fox Soccer Channel. Then Houston will try to find their first win of the season, this time against Chivas USA. The game is in Houston at 8.30, and it will be shown on HDNet. L.A. hopes to keep outscoring their own defense as they play Real Salt Lake in Utah. The game starts at 9 Eastern on direct kick. Both FC Dallas and the Earthquakes were left scoreless last week. This week, they meet in San Jose at 10 Eastern on direct kick. And on Sunday, D.C. United will go to Dick's Sporting Goods Park to play the Rapids. Kickoff is 3 on Telefutura. Well, that's all for us this week. I need to say thanks to SoccerRom.com for all their support. For Soccer News IV, I'm Stephen Parr. Soccer News IV, it's in your veins.